Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, it's another episode of the Backdoor Cut. And not really an episode as much as it is a post-game talk about what we just witnessed. What up? Let me mess it, in here. What's up, man? Hey, what's happening, man? Let me get my uh, let me get my headphones right. I got. Uh, I'm sitting on my porch. The rain's coming down here in Memphis. It's a nice way to handle a post game. Yeah, man. I'm uh in a in a hidden bedroom at the in laws' house in Little Rock. Not a bad thing to do either. Um, dude, the, before the game. Uh, as I don't know if you saw my angry tweets, so I we tried to get that Slim and Huskies pizza, and I <laughs> ordered it. I ordered it like at five thirty, and then the thing said you pick up at six fifty, and I was like, oh, an hour and twenty minutes. Okay, whatever. I'm glad I'm ordering it right now. And I sent Ivy because I, the game's starting, and she agrees to go. And she shows up, and she goes up to the counter, and they're like, has he gotten a text yet? Because if he doesn't get a text, then the pizza's not ready. And she's like, well, the time said seven o'clock which it was and they're like well he didn't get a text so if he doesn't get a text pizza's not ready so she goes out to her car waits like 20 minutes finally goes in and then the pizza's sitting there on the counter there's no text at any point and apparently there's people fighting and shit in the parking lot horrendous experience pizza very oh, mediocre wow. you hate to see it because i really wanted to support him but then i realized they're actually from nashville originally so like they're not even like a memphis local place so i you know i'm out Hey, it's still a new local business trying to prosper, man. I, I think you should give them another chance. Uh, but I think you should give them some time to work out the kinks. I uh, wouldn't go back anytime soon. I give it two or three months, and then you uh, give it one more go. And if it's a, still a difficult experience, then I think you can be out for good. But I, I, I'd give them one more chance. I would. She's out. She's very frustrated about it. Cause she well, maybe, be maybe you got to do it on your lunch break or something, you know, to kind of get the trust back and – Maybe it's some of the best pizza you've had. I mean, I feel like it's hard to beat uh, some of the options you have without those Memphis Pizza Cafe and some of those other spots. Um, but yeah, I'd give them one more chance, man. I, I would, I would like to, I would like to, but that, that was tough. And and my thing when you open a new restaurant is like, you know, especially in the age of COVID, when you're basically working purely on to go orders, is that you figure it out before you open. And you know, I, I don't know what. 
probably usually the understaffed is like usually the problem with stuff like this. So you kind of deal with it. But you know, if you're understaffed, then like that's just a that's a pretty simple solution. You just bring on more people. So your experience at Slim and Huskies today was equivalent to the play the Grizzlies got from Tyus Jones. Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, good segue. You love to hear it. Yeah, I think that's a fair a fair equalization. Um, you know, this game was basically what I expected it to be. We both picked us to lose this game. We lost it in the most classic Grizz versus Spurs fashion. In fact, we each we had more field goals. Uh, we had the same shot attempts, made one more field goal, made the same amount of threes, 10 of 26. They were 10 of 25. They shot 11 more free throws. But that was mostly a product of them being more aggressive, getting in the room. We can't defend without fucking fouling. Um, oh my know, everything, gosh, bro! Every, everything else is basically equal. I mean, you know, I I, I love to harp on the free throws. I, I I mean, I didn't really see like too much going on there. It was just they were being aggressive. We can't defend without fouling. We just cannot do it. it, it it's what's well, it start with? Tonight's the night. Well, start, just it starts with the initial ball handler just going right by the Grizzlies perimeter defender, and then it's you know five on four and you're at a disadvantage and a good professional team with legitimate offensive players like the Spurs are going to carve you up anytime they're playing with an advantage um, and that's what they did we don't stop the ball at the point of attack whether it's a screen or, or no screen um, we saw a lot of the same drop coverage from our big men uh, JV and Gorgie and DeRozan stepped into shot after shot De- DeJounte Murray got right there in the middle of the lane and honestly, tonight would have, was a night I would have liked to see some fouls. I mean, the Spurs were running an offensive clinic. It just seemed it was layup after layup after layup. The defense was just pathetic. It start. It really does start with this. Is kind of what the whole Hawks thing was. Is that like if the first perimeter guard immediately gets past whoever's our perimeter defender is, is Grayson Allen or whether it's John Moran or whether it's Anthony Melton or whoever's out there, then that immediately starts our defense running around like it immediately negates drop coverage if the 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 you know the offensive guard can just immediately get in the paint and make whatever the rotations start happening and the spurs are always going to make the right passes i mean lonnie walker and kelton johnson were shooting wide open threes like in rhythm it wasn't like anyone had like a crazy game no one i mean to rosen like does his thing there was a couple he gets he just gets calls like it's just it's just part of it but you just know it's going to happen so you just Kind of, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, 28 from DeRozan, 14 of those were at the line. Uh, Murray had 21. He was 9 of 15 from the field. That's 60%, only 1 of 3 from deep. So he was just basically in the lane whenever he wanted to be. So was Lonnie Skywalker, uh, 16 points from him. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, a, a solid 20, and it just seemed like he caught the ball at the free throw line extended uh you know every other possession and was knocking down a jumper just basically uncontested uh no no force from our defense at all like just the spurs were in practice mode it seemed like working on their plays and uh they worked well yeah they, i mean they look good they look Spursian, and it's just the way it's gonna be we scored enough points to win we scored 119 points i mean it was a, a pretty efficient offensive performance but yeah, the defense just let it go. Yeah. Let's talk about John Morant, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah, let, let, uh, I mean, I, I think we let it go far enough without mentioning. It. Yeah, yeah. I just clicked over to the Grizzlies stat line. I mean, John Morant, thirty-five minutes, um, and th- this is—I love that he's still under thirty-six. <laughs> like, so there, yeah. there, there's still like more to be added. If I do a per thirty-six, uh, he had forty-four 
uh, nine assists, two rebounds, a couple steals um, on, a, on a very efficient, I think, like 13 of 22. Um, no, I, he, he was a 18 of 27. Oh, shit, yeah. And, right. and a seven to eight from the line. Only one or two from three. But, uh, you know, that's 50%. You'd like to see that number increase more. But I think the impressive thing is he scored 44 points with only one three-pointer and seven free throw, uh, with seven points coming from the free throw line. So that's what, 38, 37, you know, 30, 30, he scored 34 points without the three, without a three or free throw line. Yeah. And I mean, he is, it is, he's a superstar. Like, it, it, it's not like he's going to be, he like legitimately already is. Um, and it was completely unstoppable. And that's great. And I think my, my tweet that I sent is basically like, if this season is just watching Ja do that and but losing and then getting Jalen Green, then you know I fuck with that. Yeah, yeah, uh, and you know we've talked about that time and time again. And uh, the preseason, I think, although we knew the teams we were playing were shitty and going to be towards the bottom class of the NBA, especially the Timberwolves, the Hawks. You know they're in the Eastern Conference, so still to TBD what they're going to be. But uh, you know, we it did allow Grizzlies fans to get our hopes up, and tonight, to, tonight was a nice humbling moment uh, that can, that reminded us what can happen when you play against a professional team like the Spurs. And the only reason I picked the Spurs under on the total wins for the season is I don't think they finished their season with this roster. No. I think they go into break it down mode. So as you said, we both expected the Grizzlies to lose this game. Although, were we favored uh, by Vegas or not? No. Wait, actually, oh. I think so. I think yeah, we were a minus one ten uh, favorite. So, I mean, so uh, even even Vegas was buying the job Moran hype, and I mean he delivered, dude. Yeah, I mean you can't the, complain about his performance. He was a plus ten, the only uh, pl- positive plus minus on the team. I mean when he went out, there was a sixteen point swing in the first half. Sam, we it's were high, up, yeah. we were up six, and then when he came back in, we were down ten. Like, it's just ridiculous that this team cannot play without a second-year point guard. <laughs> and all the talk in the bubble was, you know, Tyus is missing, and we get Tyus back, and uh, pretty disappointing. He had a couple of good floaters, but, yeah, he really didn't He didn't manage the second unit like you want to see. Um, the, 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 the second unit didn't play at all. Like, Brandon Clark, I feel like, hasn't really gotten his legs underneath him yet. He kind of got his floater game going in the second half, uh, but really, like, didn't look – well, that shot looks janky as hell. It looks jankier. And oh, that, that three-pointer from the top of the key was oof, ugly. Man, and that's just uh, that's going to be one that you know might end up being memed a lot this season. Um, Desmond Bain, like, had a, you know, he had, when, I think Harrington tweeted this, he had a couple wide-open threes that he, he put down, but really when he's not spot-up shooting, he does look very much like a rookie. He crashes into the paint and has turned it over a couple times and you know, can't really do anything once he gets there. Uh, I think he wants to make the right pass, but, you know, the NBA moving real fast for him right now. Yeah, and I don't think it was just him. I think we saw that from a lot of guys, including Melton, um, Grayson a couple times, and even Tyus just trying to play too fast. Um, not playing with pace and under control, but just playing fast and out of control it led to a lot of those bad offensive possessions where like one guy just dribbles it up the court and wildly attacks the rim. And then the Spurs are off and running and get two points, which really that was when the tides turned. Cause 
on most offensive possessions when we settled down and didn't immediately go for some wild ass shot we got we got a good look I mean as you said we had 119 points and it's hard to complain about the execution offensively it's just you know six or seven possessions here and there when we don't settle it down when we should and we don't score and it allows the Spurs to get out and run because we take a bad shot kind of at the end of transition or in early transition and then the Spurs are down there getting two more points it was automatic I mean D'Anthony Melton had a real tough game. He had a, a th- his first three went down, and I, I thought you know that we were continuing that from preseason, but then really didn't do much else the rest of the game. Played twenty five minutes, had three points, two rebounds, and one assist. So not really the kind of yeah. stat line you're used to seeing from Melt. But I mean, Mister do, do Nothing. Yeah, this game, De- uh, Gorgie Dang, real tough game. He just did not look like he could actually play meaningful minutes. Um, he blocked I mean, a couple shots and gave you some hope. Uh, had that lob from John Morant. Then he took like on. a crazy ass Mr. Trebuchet three, like the next possession, which was early <laughs> shot clock. <laughs> off, Not you, off of a steal, like yeah. in transition. Like oh, he got a steal. Shot. <laughs> he was so hype. <laughs> he just took that shot, that shit. Yeah. I mean, and you want the team to play loose and free, but come on, dog. Just wait. I mean, you're going to get that shot anytime. And you get that shot with five seconds left in the shot clock just as easily as you would. Right then. Um, he, he did make a three, though. Kyle, I didn't really – I mean, he had seven and ten, I, I, two assists. I didn't feel like he played particularly good or bad. He hit one three. Um, you know, I, I I don't have much to say about him. Dylan, 16 – but six assists. He made some nifty passes to the dunker spot when he normally would have taken a shitty off-balance shot. I thought he played pretty well, although I love his declaration before the season that he's going to try to make first – or all-defensive team, and he's got to – Stop fouling, or that's his intention. Then he fouls out of the first game. Just <laughs> poetic as shit, man. Like, love, oh, love it. Th- 33 minutes and six fouls. I know. Uh, and, you know, there probably like four was four of them three, on DeRozan. There was probably three or four possessions when it was like, damn, Dylan, like, that was a bad shot. Um, but other than that, pretty well under control. But nothing that I noticed from his defense or Kyle's defense. And, um, in a starting lineup with John ja Morant and Grayson Allen, you kind of need the pokeaways and just the getting vertical from those two guys. Uh, even with JV not being a great rim protector, you want to be talking about DB and Kyle defensively. And tonight we had none of that, I felt like. Yeah, I mean, it, and, and it was a situation where, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to like come up with some more analysis, but I just I don't really. Yeah, know and it, I mean it's it's not the end of the world, right? Like we lost to the Spurs. Like it happens all the time. Um, one game of a 72 game season. Ja Morant looked magnificent. Like you literally could not ask for more from Ja Morant. And uh, maybe these other guys just had some butterflies. First game jitters, and we know that this second unit can be one of the best units in the NBA. We saw the exact opposite of that tonight. Um, so imagine if they come in and just tread water um, while Ja's out of the game, then we're looking at, you know, a, a Grizzlies victory. What can Ja do this season? I mean, I, he's obviously not going to have this game every game, but I mean, what are we looking at? Like, a, I, what I don't want to happen is I don't want the same kind of Trey Young second season thing to happen where he has like, he averages like, you know, 29 and nine or whatever. And, but it's like, we just lose a ton of games. That kind of stinks too. Cause I always like hate on Trey Young for that. But that might very well be what ends up happening. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Still TBD, but I, I definitely think. Yeah, it's one game. Like, 
a huge season is in store for for Ja Moran. I think, uh, you know, Lord willing, as long as he stays healthy, we can definitely say that. And uh, getting started with 44 and 9 is a nice boost to the numbers. You know? Hell yeah. I mean, exactly. <laughs> that, that average is going to look real good for the next couple of weeks. Um, if anyone checks, like Mr. Bill Simmons. Dude, I really want Justice Winslow to play. I'm, like, really frustrated about it. It's like, dude, why don't you fucking play? I mean, and you and, and Jared just, like, find creative ways to get hurt. It's like, damn, it sucks. I mean, it's like we're just snake bit every time we get, like, a little life. Right. Um, I, and I mean, I know it's not we should have expected this from Justice. It's like his his entire career has been this, but it's like, what is it about this guy? Like, I, it's not like he plays some crazy Smash Mouth brand of basketball or something. Like, or he, he's like athletic enough, but he's not like wildly going to the rim or anything. It's just bizarre, and and it just it's all the more games like this. You just get all the more frustrated that you just like want to see the healthy Grizz because no one in the national media ever acknowledges key injuries for the Grizzlies. So, like, you know, a loss like this, everyone's like, see, like, young Grizzlies team, Spurs beat them, but then there's never an acknowledgement about the injuries, I feel like, from a lot of people. Yeah, and I thought the biggest thing we missed outside of, obviously, Jaron being a knockdown three-point shooter was his defensive ability to protect the rim. We just had no rim protection tonight. Like, as I'm re-watching highlights in my head, it's just layup after layup from that beautiful Spurs uniform that uh, I'm glad to see they brought back. Yeah, it looks good. It does. It kind of they should permanently pivot to that. I think. I mean, um, and uh, yeah, it, it, as far as changes go with the injuries, like you mentioned, there's no there's nowhere to pivot to. Like the only person who didn't play tonight was John Conchar. So uh, this is who we got to to ride with for the next you know month. I would say exactly. And John gave you. Maybe the best type. I mean, really, like I don't. We can't ask any more of him. Um, so I mean, it's like where are the wins going to come from. You know, is this team suddenly going to dig down and like be a crazy better defensive team? We, I think, the problems of the defense are not fixable. Really, I mean, it wasn't like they weren't trying. I just think there was just the personnel's not there. No rim protector. Granted, the Spurs always torch our drop coverage. They do every yeah. year. And not every team, every team's going to be trying to go to the rim or shoot threes, but we give up a lot of open threes too. So that's we do. Know, where, what's the, where's drop coverage start? Where does it end? I, I think, I think we can see a lot more cohesiveness from the defensive unit than we saw tonight. Um, so I definitely think there's a lot of room to grow and just, uh, along with being on a string, you just got to man up and not get beat one-on-one, which I feel like I've been saying that since the bubble, but it, it is what it is. Like I said, one game, and you look at the offensive players we play, just professional offensive guys who what they do is get buckets. Um, Patty Mills, you know, a known Grizz killer, Rudy Gay, just vets who outsmarted our young guys and had their way on the offensive end. So I'm not too worried about it. Would have been nice to start the season with a win. Uh, would have been nice to make something in this John Moran just unbelievable game because now it's just going to be a footnote on Sports Center, if that. I think we'll uh, see the self value probably in the top ten. Uh, yeah, that, that, you, that, you wish that was in like the second quarter, so it was a little more meaningful. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, he, I think he's the kind of player though that's just getting going to get love no matter when he does it. I mean, he, he's just a darling on all these like video aggregators um so i think we'll we'll see that and then there'll probably be 
topped off with this point total and all that. Um, I'm sure we'll see that circulate. But again, it, he is a guy that I think when the second he was approached by one of the assistant coaches about it after the game, I saw him mouth like, basically, it don't mean shit, you know? And yeah. I, I think that's that's what I care about. Um, yeah. Is that he, he really, I, I, you know, he was getting himself going. Um, I, I thought, you know, he got some calls. But, I mean, the man gets hit every time he goes to the rim. And I mean, I, he wasn't getting the same calls DeRozan does, and that's that's fine. I get DeRozan's vet; he's he's a you know perennial All Star. He's really good offensive player, but like, really like to see. I mean, he could have he could have Jock could have shot seventeen free throws. You know, he could have had a sixty piece. Yeah, um, I mean, there, there if, was if a he got few the times calls, in that first yeah. half. Yeah, he and I I think it was just because the offense was so lackluster. It was like, okay, well, Jaws got to drive, and the rest are kind of like, well, we're not going to bail him out because this offense has nothing else. <laughs> like, that, it, it made that's how it felt. To that probably, yeah, I know, like because he because he gets past him at will, so it's like then he's in the paint, and then like he gets bumped, and he usually makes the floater anyway. It's like, yeah, I I, I don't know Dude, I don't his do. float game. Uh, once he gets Fucking in incredible. the lane, once he gets in the lane, it's like a big, it's like an adult playing with little kids. It's like, all right, I can just turn and shoot it whenever. Like, yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna block it. I mean, and if you do step up, I'm going to hit the man cutting right behind you for two points. Yeah, every time. I mean, he, 66.7% from the field for 44 points. Like, that's ridiculous. Fucking insane. And that's only on numbers. eight free throws. Like, that's yeah. Like, the, the, I mean, I know, like, we're talking, we should talk about this a lot, but it's like, that's Harden gets those numbers because he has 20 free throws in the game. You know, DeRozan gets 28 because he shot, what, 14 free throws or, or whatever. You know, that's. Yeah. That's how these guys get their numbers. And that's what I've called for John year two is to average about eight free throw attempts per game. And if he's doing that and doing what he's doing tonight, I mean, like it's unstoppable, but like, yeah, his, his float game's incredible. He, he, his ball fakes are always just masterful. The, the way I mean, that he reads the defender's eyes that he, I've seen him like do four different ball fakes while just standing in the paint. Everyone's frozen. Yeah. Like, it, it's like you can't do anything with them. And Sam, can you think of a tough shot he made tonight? Like one that you were like, "Oh, that was a great shot." The reverse, I mean, the, the reverse, that, the that reverse, reverse, and yeah. the alley oop was great. Um, but still, that's four points out of the out of forty four. You know, like it wasn't a whole lot of he's just making tough turnaround fades or anything like that. It was just easy shots that he was getting to spots that he could score from. Thirty five minutes. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. I guess we got to play him, you know, 40, 45. Man, I like, you know, and Bra- I think Brandon gonna, Clark's got to be better, man. He doesn't look right. I mean, a lot of people are talking about his injury. He just don't look right. He started coming of his own in the second half, but he just, he looks like he plateaued, you know, like, and you, you worry about that with like a 24 year old guy. It's like, is he just going to, is last year going to be kind of what he is? And like, you think, you know, obviously your NBA prime is until you're 28, 29, 30 or so. So he has four or five years to to get to that, but like what you know, adding a more consistent shot, he can't handle the ball, and no. I, I just don't I don't know when suddenly he's going to be like a serviceable ball handler. I mean, maybe like Siakam level, maybe he can get to that. No, but no, I don't think so. I don't, yeah, I don't think so. I don't all, expect no. that. I'm just saying, like I think pick and pop cop. high flyer, like yeah, pick and pop high flyer, ultimate bench guy. You know, like I, like I've said, but he's got to provide some defensive rim protection, and he doesn't like, rebound. No, no, not like you want. I mean, not like the high flyer. And but he's he's not long. He's not like a long guy. A short arm. I mean, that's just the the intangibles, like the wingspan stuff. And so he. That's why I feel like he's just not a great shot blocker. He 
he's got insane lift, but he needs to time it perfectly. And he still is, a, you know, he's still young, so he doesn't have that timing right. And I, I thought he had gotten to where last season he was getting in good position, maintaining verticality, and was, you know, showing progress on the defensive end. So, I, I mean, I don't think this tonight what we saw of Brandon Clark was even, you know, 40% of the best Brandon Clark we saw last year. So I'm not trying to lump this in. And I know he missed a lot of the preseason. So, um Think he, I think, but if you're, if we're asking what can be improved to make this team gain, get some wins while Jaron is out, it's got to be Brandon Clark just getting better and being a factor. Yeah, I mean, he, there's he, no one else. Like, he's the X no factor. One. I mean, Grayson has to have the shot set. Everyone else has to have the table set for him. Uh, yeah. Dylan can create his own shot. You know, he, he's been doing better about not taking those wild ass shots. But who else can create their own shot besides? Jaw and Dylan sort of. I mean, that's. I mean, Jonas. You Ty, want Ty, to Ty is can set people up. Yeah, yeah, he can he, create he, a shot, but he can't create his own shot. Not no. really. He can kind of get to his floater. He can if they if he if he passes the ball and he runs across the screen and they get the ball back, he can make that open three something most of the time. But or he was making it. But I mean, uh, no one else can create for anyone or each other. I mean, Jonas, you feed him. And he had a couple good post possessions, but didn't really have that game you want. You know, he he wasn't able to like during their runs. We kind of went to Jonas, and he missed some bunnies, and yeah. uh, and that was tough too because it's like that's that's what we want. That's what we called for. Was that you know stop the bleeding with the Jonas post up? They, we immediately did that, and he just he wasn't able to really capitalize. And it's not like Lamarcus Aldridge plays like bloodthirsty post defense or anything. Right. And yeah, only 15 points for JV. Definitely a disappointment, uh, especially for those of us who had him in fantasy tonight, mm-hmm. daily fantasy going. Uh, was a was a sleeper pick, according to our boy Sean Coleman. Uh, great mind on the grid. So excited to see what he has to say. Um, but JV, yeah, I would like to see more. And he missed four free throws. Like, come on, Valanciunas. Yeah. Third, only 13 rebounds. I mean, you know, like uh, he's the highest rebounder on the team, but Kyle was second at 10. It's like our guards need to be able to rebound. And I don't think Jaw's ever going to be a plus rebounder. Um, although he's not bad, but he, he's obviously got hops and he's got ball awareness. But it's, you know, we need, God, we need some rebounding. And that killed yeah. us in the first half. And then the free throws buried us in the second. Um, well, I think to we be fair, you know, when they when they score 131 points, there's not a lot of rebounds to, to be grabbed <laughs> when, they're, when they're laying true. it up and it's going That's through true. the net. So. Uh, I guess that is the sacrifice of an inbound is not the same thing as a rebound. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, But anyway, I don't think either of us are too too down after this game. No, you know. Um, I will tell you that I will be down if we. uh, Oh, looks like uh, the Hawks Grizz is is on NBA TV. I don't know if that was flexed or um, if that was the intention all along. Um, But I'm just seeing that on the ESPN game right now. They show they're showing Job versus Trey, so they they already know whose team it is. And that's a Saturday, right? Um, yeah, it's an early game. It's like uh, it's like four o'clock or something central. Um, so it's like a daytime game on Saturday. Next game at home. But like I was about to say, I, I, I only reason I'll get worried is if we start losing to teams that we should beat. Right? That's like the minis. That I mean, I I don't know about Atlanta because I don't really know. They they scored a fuck ton of points tonight um, and won their first game. So I'm not going to read too much in the preseason. But you know, I had us like four and ten out of the gate and like. Those four wins, I feel like we need need. Um, yeah, but Pelicans you know, got a win tonight over Toronto. 
Um, obviously, the Spurs will be right there in the mix with us. Sacramento's leading Denver as they head to the fourth quarter. Um, so all teams that'll be right there with the Grizzlies. Um, <laughs> the West is going to be such a such a battlefield. Yeah, I mean, Jaron and, and Justice can't get back soon enough. I don't really know when they'll be back. I don't know. There's no timetable. Obviously, they keep it as ambiguous as possible. I, so I don't know what to expect. We think around MLK Day. But, you know, Grizzlies could be in a serious hole by then. And then, and then you wonder, like, what the really what the goal of the season is. It, it, it's, it, it's tough. Um, it sucks not having another guy. <laughs> like, uh, I, I mean, because it's, it's really about the defense. We'll see if the defense gets better. But, I mean, again, I, and I said this before, I just don't know what suddenly we do with the personnel we have to play better defense. Stopping that initial penetration would help. But, I mean, at some point, our, our personnel is limited. You know, like, Grayson Allen's not stopping anybody. Hell, Jaw's not a great defender either. So, no, um, not at all. But uh, you know, our next our next five opponents could have COVID things going on and have everyone out, and then our roster is better than theirs by by far. And we win five in a row. You know, this season is going to be unpredictable, as we saw tonight with a game being canceled already. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, buckle up, folks. To be a fun but, season, though. It was uh, it was still fun to watch the game, see the guys play, and it'll be fun to watch everyone get better. Yep. All right. Well, unless you got any other thoughts on the game, we'll wrap up this post-game locker room uh, backdoor cut. I don't know if we'll do every game. We'll try to at least jump on for 10 or 15 minutes, uh, depending on the game, and, and try to bring you stuff. We might partner up with some of the Grizz lead guys. They messaged me and wanted us to merge our two different um, shows. And, and so we don't we need two different Grizz locker rooms I feel like I feel like that's saturating the market yeah uh, I don't think I don't think the Grizzlies are there yet yeah <laughs> you know, like maybe maybe second half of the season you know will be uh, 17 or 18 national TV games and they'll be uh, we'll, they'll be flexing us to TNT if Jockey's doing this shit maybe we will be right um, right <laughs> but we got one man and, and we can't be it can't be said enough we actually got one I mean like it he was he was two points away. I'm sorry, one point away from setting a franchise record in points scored. Do you know who has the record? Um, I do not, and I don't think it's any of the big three. I think it's someone random, maybe Powell. It is Mike Miller with 45 points. Mm, okay, yeah, made I like a billion it. threes. Yeah, I knew it um, wasn't the grit and grind era. Not someone so random. Still a yeah, a, a big grizz, but yeah, I, I wouldn't have expected that, but. You know, I, I heard that, and I was like, "Well, that's getting broken at some point." Um, yeah, it's exciting, man. That, that's you, you can go to bed, you can put your pe- your your head on the pillow at night, and just just sleep soundly, knowing that we got one. And that's what I'm going to do. Good. Well, have a good Christmas with the in laws and everything, and you and Little Rock through through the holidays, I assume. Yep, uh, headed back out Saturday, so I'll be down to record our show Sunday, as per the use. And uh, we appreciate y'all listening and joining us. Uh, for another episode of the Backdoor Cut, Sam, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Uh, happy Holidays to all the listeners. We appreciate y'all listening, and we gone.